Philippians chapter Ma'am. 2. Therefore, if there is any consolation in Christ, if any comfort of love, if any fellowship of the Spirit, if any affection of mercy, fulfill my joy by being like-minded, having the same love, being of one accord, of one mind. Let nothing be done through selfish ambition or conceit, but in lowliness of mind. Let each, let each esteem others better than himself. Let each of you look out not only for his own interests, but also for the interests of others. Let this mind be in you, which also which was also in, Jesus, in Christ Jesus, who, being in the form of God, did not consider it robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation, taking the form of a bond servant and coming in the likeness of men. And being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even the death of the cross. Therefore, God also has highly exalted him and given him the name which is above every name. That at the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow and, and those in heaven and those on earth and of those under the earth. And that every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God, the father. Therefore, my beloved, as you have always obeyed, not as in my presence only, but now much more in my absence, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. For it is God who works in you, both to will and to do for his good pleasure. Do all these, do all things without complaining and disputing, that you may become blameless and harmless, children of God without fault in the minds in the midst of a crooked and preserved generations among whom shine as lights in the world holding fast the word of the life so that i may rejoice in the day of christ that i may not run in vain or labor in vain yes and i am being poured out as a drink offering on the sacrifice and service of your faith i am glad and rejoice with you all for the same reason, you also be glad and rejoice with me. But I trust in the Lord Jesus to send Timothy to you shortly, that I also may be encouraged when I know your state. For I have no one like-minded who will sincerely care for your state. For all seek their own, not the things which are of Christ Jesus. But you know his proven character, that as a son with his father... He served with me in the gospel. Therefore, I hope to send him at once, as soon as I see how it goes with me. But I trust in the Lord that I myself shall also come shortly. Yet I considered it necessary to send you to Ephraim, my brother, fellow worker and fellow soldier, but your messenger and the one who ministered to my need. Since he was longing for you all, he was distressed because you had heard that he was sick. For indeed he was sick almost unto death, but God had mercy on him, and not only on him, but on me also, lest I should have sorrow upon sorrow. Therefore I sent him the more eager, eagerly than when you see him again, you may rejoice, and I may be less sorrowful. Receive him, therefore, in the Lord with all gladness, 
and hold such men in esteem because for the work of Christ, he came close to death, not regarding his life to supply what was lacking in your service towards him. Me. Amen. Amen. We bless, we bless God for such a wonderful um, biblical um, rendition. Um, the Lord bless us for such a wonderful word. I am very certain in my spirit that we are already, um, we thank God for such a word. And um, I think Sunday is um, Valentine's Day, which when it comes to Valentine, we are more Valentine is about love. And um, that is 14th of February, 2021 um, is about love. Is about um, sharing love to a lot of people. And um, one of the things that I want to say here is that when, when, we, when it comes to, when we talk about theology or the explaining or the explanatory nature of the word of God, it deals with um, a lot of things, the, the humanistic, the, the exegesis, the apologetics, and um, we also have the ontological um, relation or the ontological notion of words in the Bible. And whenever the word of God is preached, uh, anytime there is an expose, so others call it an expository, that is when we try to give the real meaning of every text that is in the word. So for example, um, biblical theologians will are very, very much um, they have that dexterity, that scale, to even use just one text to explain. And that is what I really want us to humbly um, take to cognizance, especially when we come and we listen to the word of the Lord. The most important thing is that it is something that we don't take it for granted. And we don't take it as just a mere word that we are dealing with. No. Comes with a strong sense of um, Others say that um, giving heed to it, that is, you are not just giving heed to it, but you give heed to it with importance. You give heed to it with reverence. So the very moment the word of God becomes reverence to you, that is, um, that is when you see the effective working of the word in your life. So I really want us to understand that. And one of the things that I want to um, talk about today is that anytime we preach the word of God. If you ask me, who is Jesus Christ right now? I will tell you that Jesus is a black man. If you ask me right now, that who is Jesus Christ? I will tell you Jesus is a woman. If you ask me right now, that who is Jesus Christ? I will tell you that Jesus Christ is an European. And if you ask me again, who is Jesus Christ? I would tell you that Jesus Christ is an Asian. He is a man. So when we talk about Jesus, it has always been presented to a world as a man from a different generation. We all know that he's, a, he's from Palestinian. He's, he's, Jesus is a Palestine. 
And we all know that. I mean, when it comes to the, um, the texture, Jesus had a black hair like me and um, his skin was not white. He was a brown man. And even at that time, during where geographical location of where Jesus is, that is, you, he, there was a mixture of blacks and brown people with that texture. So Jesus is not um, an European. So let's understand that. He's not a white God that we see. So we've got to talk about texture or color. But all these debates that sometimes goes on, the question we ask ourselves is that what is the significance of these debates? Because we don't look at Jesus Christ from the natural perspective. The moment you are seeing Jesus from the natural perspective, you are wrong. And also, if I'm teaching you the word of God and the word of God hasn't gotten any significance to your community, to your world, to where you come from, there is no significance to it. Then the word of God becomes foreign to you. So what am I doing right now as a theologian? I am teaching you the word of God in our own way that you will understand the word. I am teaching you the word of God in your own way, taking our own lives. So the word of God must not be explained without taking our lives from it. No. Let's not be deceived by somebody presenting a heaven to us that we don't even know. I don't think most of us will like that. Let's not sit there for someone to tell us that that God is this kind of color. So before I can be that kind of God, I have to be that kind of color, which has even ended many Christians and most men of God. I mean, they end up bleaching their body and all that, which is not true. So God, the name Jesus Christ is not limited to a culture. It is what we call symbolic or what um, Jesus used many a time, the use of figurative um, speech. And when we talk about the usage of a, a figurative speech, that is we use part of a whole to represent um, a whole situation or we use the part of something to represent a whole. Others call it cynic decay. And all these things that I'm talking about today is that the name Jesus Christ must be very significant in your life. The name Jesus Christ must be very beneficial to your culture. So, for example, if you have been presented a name and another Jesus that you don't know, I came to tell you. Maybe if you're an European, Jesus is an European. If you are a black man like me, Jesus is an African. So when we get to understand that, then we will understand the word of God. But if we devoid ourselves of that, that Jesus is a white man somewhere or an Asian somewhere, we've gotten it wrong. So these are some of the things sometimes we call something learning on and learning. And in age, when, we, when you are developing in life, you learn something and with time, if you see that the thing has been outmoded, you take it out and you relearn. You take it out, you relearn. And that is all life is. Those days, all you knew or what we knew was one plus one is two. But the more you go up, they will tell you there is something called um, equation. There is something called um, algebra. There is something called um, 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 logical reasoning in maths. So 
one plus one has not developed into greater things. So those days, if you knew Jesus as a foreign person, I'm telling you today that no, he's not. He is unto you what you see him to be. So I see Jesus as a Ghanaian. He's a Ghanaian. I see Jesus as you and me. And this is the revelation that I want us to see tonight about our Jesus as we are increasing our knowledge in the word of the Lord. Philippians chapter 2, Apostle Paul, as I stated last week, we got to know of Apostle Paul that is writing to the church in Philippi, even whilst he was in prison. And whilst he was in prison, he writes to them about a, a letter of appreciate, appreciation, telling them of how they have been very good to him, telling them of how they have supported him even in his chains. That even when there was pain and when there was challenges, Apostle Paul did not run away from, they did not run away from Apostle Paul. And I told you of the culture of the people in the city of Philippi at that time, that was they were soldiers or ex-civilians. And as ex-civilians or ex-servicemen, one of the cultures is that they had what we call a nationalistic tendencies. I've told you, any soldier you meet, the main focus is that if I want to kill for my nation to be well, I am going to do it. So among soldiers, among ex-soldiers, among ex-civilians, ex-servicemen, most, if you want to preach to them, your word must, act, must, must be built on nationalistic or patriotic tendencies. So these are the two things, nationalism, patriotism. So right now that I'm speaking, what words am I talking here? I'm speaking to Africans in diaspora. I'm speaking to Ghanaians. I'm speaking to Nigerians. I'm speaking to us. And now Apostle Paul is teaching us about love. Apostle Paul is teaching us about a new culture. And what is this culture that he is speaking to us about? So now let me take these soldiers away and let's see ourselves that now this evening is Apostle Paul speaking to us as our culture. And before we can talk about our culture, one of the dangers is that we have always tried to be oblivious of the challenges that we have been through. We have always tried to be forgetting our challenges and we end up being accepting them. Don't forget, I'm talking about nationalism and patriotism. Anything black is evil. Anything African is bad. I know if I was a white pastor, I know most of you will listen to me very, very well. <laughs> Anything black is evil. So the question is, where did that start from? And we are very happy to, to, to snitch on our brother, to snitch on our sister. I saw something recently on um, on a, on a, on a, uh, on Facebook, social media, Instagram, uh, 
a young lady that was using a chemical to take her, 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 her blasting away to be white. So if our gospel does not speak about nationalism and patriotism, it means that our gospel hasn't gotten any effect. Our gospel hasn't gotten any potency among us. So that is why the black man serves a foreign God and waiting for a heaven he does not even know. I went his court with thanksgiving in my heart. I will enter his court with praise. I will sing this is the day. Always you are entering a court, a court you don't even know. <laughs> you are entering the gate. And the, you know the funny thing is that a lot of people think that heaven is a town or like Buckingham Palace. It's not true. I mean, let's, let's be real. <laughs> Your God made the world and you can't even, for example, if we're in, if we're in um, Frankfurt or Hanover, you can't even stand at one place and determine the end of only Hanover. How much more your God? So can your God live in a small house like a Buckingham Palace? And you are thinking to enter that place. I will enter his gates with thanksgiving in my heart. I will enter his courts with praise. So that has always been your mindset. And even at your place of work, if you see, ah, that is a Ghanaian coming, he's my enemy. So until we can talk about the Philippians chapter two, Apostle Paul is saying that, what is your culture? Where do you come from? Nationalism, patriotism. So the African has been filled with pessimism. It cannot happen. Nothing good can happen. Our leaders are evil. Our leaders are bad. They are very corrupt. They are very selfish. How can we change that story? Tonight. And brethren, don't, don't, don't say I, I don't care. You know, the, the, black, the black in diaspora, the black in diaspora, have you thought about um, systemic and institutional racism? Have you thought about that? Have you thought about that? Systemic and institutional racism. Have you thought, um, you know, you know, when we talk about these things, it's like, we don't see the severity of it. 1516, 1516, that is within the 16th century. That was when um, the first voyage of the Portuguese started moving to Africa. That is during, that was the time irrigation started. And during irrigation, that is when they needed, they needed um, African exploration. They needed to explore Africa. And um, out of it, we, 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 they, they started getting a exchange of people and getting wealth, bringing wealth, bringing people, because we need to build on all these things from 1516 till now. Now, out of nowhere, there was a lot of battles. I'll be continuing on Sunday. A lot of battles. We need freedom. We need freedom. So those days, there was physical torture, physical torture. People were tortured. People were murdered. I'm not talking about mere people. I'm talking about you and me, black man. We were tortured. We were murdered. And when all these things happened, people started, we need freedom. We need freedom. Now there is freedom. 
And out of freedom, it is not just a mere freedom, but it is called a, a pseudo freedom. Yesterday, I was very sad. A young man that was working in a fire company, in a fire company, committed suicide in London. Why? Because he felt that he was not white enough. Systemic racism and institutional racism is on the increase. And in one way or the other, we have experienced it by you know what we do. We just keep quiet and we move on. And it is going to be something that it will happen and happen and happen. But I believe in my spirit. I believe in my heart. That this is our time. That we need to open our spiritual eye. Christ Jesus was a liberator. So Apostle Paul says that, therefore, if, any, if there is any consolation in Christ, if there is any comfort of love, if there is any fellowship of the Spirit, if there is any affection and mercy, fulfill my joy by being like-minded, having the same love, being of one accord, and being of one mind. So he says, if there is any encouragement, if there is any encouragement, if, if, if we can be people of encouragement, if, if we can be people of comfort, and the Greek word that was used there was known as paramethium. Paramethium means that a stimulating force. So it is not just a love. I, I, I don't love Connie because I feel like loving her. No, I love her because I love her with force. A stimulating force. It is not just a, a love of mouth. And that we are built on I am because you are. You are because I am. A stimulating force. He said that if there is any comfort of love, if there is any fellowship of the spirit, if there is any affection and mercy, if there is any fellowship, and Apostle Paul uses the same Greek word, koinonia. So don't forget these two Greek words, paramethium, and koinonia. Paramethium means that a stimulating force of love. He said that fulfill, if there is any of these things, he said that um, fulfill my joy by being like-minded. So as a family, ASG is a family. What are we doing now? We are fulfilling the word of, we are fulfilling the words of our Christ in this our generation with one mind. The time for us to love us, that I don't see myself as an enemy. A Ghanaian doesn't see himself as an enemy to a Nigerian. Until we see that there is a battle. And this battle is not using guns. This is a battle that we use different strategy. Let me tell you something here. Do not deceive yourself of a heaven you don't know. Your white man presented to you a heaven you don't know. Last Sunday I told you I'm not a racial person, but I need to tell you some certain truth. The 
Do not serve a God you don't know. Don't go to a heaven you don't know. So Apostle Paul said that if there is any, let's all be one mind. Let's all be one mind. And what does he say? He said that with one mind and with one accord. So as a family, those of us in Ghana, those of us in Dubai, those of us in UK, those of us in Germany, he said that we are meant to be of one mind, unless anyone tells me here that he has never experienced racial racism in his or her life before. Systemic racism, institutional racism, and that is what, and we, we hear it and it is brushed under the carpet. We hear it and we keep quiet and it is brushed under the carpet. But I came to tell you today that the spirit of the Lord is sending me that I should minister to you tonight. That there must be a new level of nationalism, a new level of, 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 of patriotism that must rise up in us. And this same gospel that I'm teaching you today, it is the same gospel Martin Luther King Jr. They heard. And as soon as they heard it, their minds changed. And they said, we need a change. And they said, we need difference. So he goes ahead to say that fulfill my job by being like-minded and let nothing be done through selfish ambitions. So as a family, all the things we are doing here, we are not doing them because of a selfish ambition. He said, let not, let not. If you get a business idea, you tell a brother or a sister. If you see an opportunity somewhere, you tell a brother or a sister. If you get a connection somewhere, you tell a brother and a sister. So when you take the African in the diaspora, when we get something, we hide it. And that is what we do. And this is, these are the truth that we don't want to talk about. We don't want to go there. I know, I know you don't want me to say it. So Apostle Paul says that let not nothing be done in a selfish way, but being selfless to each other. Through selfish ambition or conceit, but in lowliness of mind, esteem each other better than yourself. He says in loneliness of mind, we should esteem each other better, better than ourselves. As a family, that is what the Bible is telling us. The lowliness of mind. And what do you mean by being low? Being very, crushing your ego. Crushing your ego. Lowliness of mind. What can we do to bring, to, to bring revival to the African generation? What can we do to bring difference? I can't keep quiet when in a day, five people, no less than three people, have been killed in South Croydon. I can't keep quiet. I can't keep quiet when a young man has been has committed suicide because he feels that he's not white enough. I can't keep quiet when many young ladies 
are feeling that they can't, they are not good enough. When many young men are feeling that they can't meet a certain standard. And this is what the spirit of the Lord is speaking to us this morning or this evening, wherever you are. That it is time for us to be low-minded towards each other. Crush your ego towards me. The Lord says you should be crushing your ego. You should be humble towards me. That as a family, we are all humble towards ourselves. Low-minded, serving everyone in the fear of the Lord, in love. Not like us for me, I'm not part of them. Okay, yeah, just come and no, please. If you are here as a church, I'm sorry. Um, I'm sorry. The Lord bless you, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, the sweet fellowship of the Holy Spirit. You can give your offering, and um, I mean, okay, you know, go and give your offering to a charity, but God bless you, you can leave. You know, we are a family, so I'm I'm talking to a family, I'm not speaking to a church, I'm not preaching a church. We are low-minded, serving each other. And he said that esteem someone more than yourself. Esteem someone, praise someone, honor someone more than yourself. It is not here that I don't want to hear about, oh, I'm a Ghanaian, oh, I'm Yoruba. No, we don't need Yoruba here. We don't need I'm a Ghanaian. We are esteeming ourselves in the fear of the Lord. And he said, goes ahead to say that. He says, let each one look for, not for your own interest. Let each one. This evening, I sent something to Minister Patricia. I sent something to her. And I was like, if you had seen this and you had not told me, there is no way I could have gotten to this far. And to some of us here, I want to say this, if you're not interested in forest trading and cryptocurrencies, please connect with Minister Clement uh, Yalsika or uh, Minister uh, Patricia. Yes, I endorse it. I endorse it. So he said that, let each one look not only for himself, but for the interest of others. So as a family, we are not here for our own interest. We are here for the interest of others. If the new African generation in diaspora, if 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 our if our if our challenges cannot can can be solved, we need to adopt. If we if we, if we are waiting for the, the the system to solve things for us, I came here to tell you that it will not happen. If we are waiting for, it's like your child, and you are waiting for somebody's child to take care of your somebody's for your child. It will not happen. I'm telling you today that it is time for us to look for the interest of others. So Apostle Paul says that let each of you look for the interest of others. And how can I look for the interest of others? He said, let this might be in you, which was in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, did not consider it robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation, the form of a bond servant coming to the likeness of men. So Apostle Paul exposed Jesus Christ. And in verse 5 going, which I'm ending my message there, which I'm ending my message there, in verse 5, 6 to 8, 
Apostle Paul talks about the metaphysical life of Jesus Christ. And he gives what we call an apocalypsis and a mysterion key or text in that area. When we talk about apocalypsis, apocalypsis means a revelation. And through revelation, we get the word mysterion. Mysterion means something that is a mystery. So he's saying that, how was Jesus elevated? How was Jesus elevated? Jesus was elevated because he didn't think about himself. He became a bond servant. And he didn't use the word a, a servant. He used the word that is, um, um, uh, uh, he modified it. Um, that is, um, yeah, he modified it. The servant and a bond. We have two kinds of servants. When we talk about a bond servant, a bond servant that is someone that is yoked. That is, you are yoked. You know, we have different kinds of servants, especially those days, maybe we can have a servant who is working in the house of the queen and we can have a servant who is working on a farm. So whether everyone is sleeping, rain or shine, you are like a farm. And when we talk about a, a bond servant, you are related or you are you the human being, you are relegated to the state of, of, um, of a donkey or you are relegated to the ass or a, an ox on a field that is yoked, that is plowing a land. That is the meaning of a bond servant. So what does it mean? So Apostle Paul is giving us the picture that Jesus Christ became like an ox that is yoked. And whenever an ox is yoked on a field, what it means is that even if you are sick, you still have to plow. Even if you are well, you still have to plow. Even if you are hungry, you don't have a choice. You still have to plow. And he's saying that Jesus went through all that. And God, after he had left these, the, the metaphysical life and the ethereal life to be like me, God has now exalted him and has given him a name that is above every other name. So Apostle Paul said that, let that same mind be in you. Let that same mind that Jesus had, he says, let that same mind be in you. And what kind of mind are we talking about here? A mind that is concerned about the good of someone. In this family, a mind that is not too egoistic. A mind that doesn't care, even if the family collapses, I don't mind, I don't care. A mind that is centered on, I am serving each one. I am building each one. I am, my ministry is a ministry of encouragement. My ministry is a ministry of love. My ministry is serving the needs of Africa. So among the black communities in diaspora, those of us in Ghana, if our gospel does not solve our problems, it means that our gospel is of no effect. So that is why I, I, I don't know maybe if all of us are catching my message, so many a time, we have been presented with an abstract God. We have been presented with an abstract message. That a message that will solve something that we don't even get to know. Something that is like a mirage to us. We don't even get to know. And something that is always, so that is why many people say, oh, my love for God is going down. Yes, because you are serving an abstract God. But I came to tell you today, a God 
that is not attractive, that it must affect your community. It must affect your generation. Are you thinking about that one? I came to tell you, the challenges of the black community is a human construct and we can solve it, yes. So Martin Luther King and, 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 and Du Bois and Marcus Garvey, um, they saw all these things and they rose up. I came to minister to someone today. Don't tell me or don't think that it is beautiful or it is cool. It is not. This is our time. Praise the Lord. Yes, we can. This is our time. Serving for others. I'm not a Ghanaian. I refuse to be a Ghanaian. I'm not a Nigerian. I refuse to be a Nigerian. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm in a family. We serve everyone with lowliness. For example, maybe a time when we meet as a family. We meet as a family. Hello? Are you going home? Maybe you have your nice car. Can you come in and stay with me? And there are some of us, it's like, Oh, I saw me my car. Nobody gets in my car. No, you know what? Nobody gets in my car. No, nobody gets. Nah, you are not like that. So the mind of a bondness. So Paul said that we should be bonded with each other. We should be very patriotic. We should be very nationalistic towards each other. We should have that tendency. Also gathering, I came here to prophesy tonight as I see in my spirit, as I see in my spirit in our days, the African generation, there is going to be a change in the diaspora. There is going to be a massive change in the name of Jesus Christ. It is going to happen. It is going to happen. I declare that tonight in Jesus' name. Let this mind be in you. A stimulating love. It is not just a mere love. Sister, um, Sister Chioma is in Germany. Before we realized the whole family is with him in Germany. Brother Edward is in Ghana. Before we realize we are with him in Ghana, or he is here with us, not even him buying his plane ticket. And we're giving a lot of students, a lot of people in this country and beyond scholarship to study. So a family here is that we are building a nation. We are building. And I came to tell you, you know, one thing about the black community, the, 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 the African is that, which I know, we, we love family, we share. So this thing that I'm preaching about, it is not new to us. You know it, it is not new, but you have been presented with a foreign God. You have been presented with, with, with an abstract God, that thing that you need to hate your brother in the church. You need to hate your sister in the church. Yes, you even see your brother in the church, you don't talk to him. You like, oh, it looks like I know you somewhere. You know what I'm talking to you about. And you have been presented a God of a do's and don'ts. But I came to tell you that in the name of Jesus Christ, we will be each and everyone's keeper. Let's change that world. Don't feel happy. Don't feel happy when it is all about or everything is okay. No. No, Mordecai told Esther, he said, if you think you're in the palace and you don't care, the Lord will bring deliverance. So maybe when you came, you think you don't care, the Lord will bring deliverance to us.
if you don't associate yourself with us, you don't want to associate yourself with us, the Lord will bring deliverance. As I'm preaching, I'm preaching to myself. And what I have determined, it will happen. The Lord will bring deliverance. The Lord will bring revival. And Mordecai told Esther, he said, if you don't do it, when the deliverance comes, your name will not be mentioned. We are a family. And we know where we come from. And we know where we are going. The Lord bless you. The Lord bless you. The loneliness of heart. The loneliness of mind. The loneliness of spirit. I can't fight a demon I don't know. I can't fight a Satan I don't know. I can't fight a witchcraft I don't know. I can't fight a wizard I don't know. I can't fight a shrine I don't know. I can't fight a wizard I don't know. No, I don't want to know them. I don't want to know. I know my demons. My demons are the systems, institutional racism, uh, systemic racism. That is what I know. Some of us who are here, I know, they know what we're talking about. The Lord bless you and keep you in Jesus' name. Shall we shout family? 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 Family, 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 family. The Lord bless you. Family, 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 family